Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. We're so glad that you're here this morning, glad that you've made the choice to come and worship with us. This is probably the most important thing that you can do with your life in the week. Amen. You can go to the gym, you can go to a cafe, you can go to work, boo, all that sort of stuff. But right now, right here, this next bit of time, this bit of time that we've had together, I believe this sets our lives and our families up for the rest of the week. And our prayer is this morning is that you'd receive something from the Word of God as we share it with you this morning. As we're speaking God's Word, we pray that God would drop something in your heart that would encourage you for the week that's ahead of you. Amen. So we've been looking at the book of Ephesians for the last number of months and We've been looking at the reasons why uh, Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus. And we saw that Paul uh, began his writing to the church in Ephesus out of concerns that the church was becoming too focused on worldly things, right? And, you know, I want to say today that as, as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, we've got to be careful as well that we don't get too concerned and too caught up on earthly things. Amen. This world will fade away, but Jesus has got to prepare us for an eternity. Amen. And so we've got to understand that the world is temporary, but what we're working towards is eternal. Amen. So Paul in the book of Ephesians was challenging the church about their focus becoming too earthly focused. And we see 30 years after Paul writes to the book of Ephesians in Revelation chapter 2, Jesus uh, starts to warn the church and uh, warns the church about around the same things about not being too focused on earthly things. And he said, if you continue down this path, I'll Will remove your candlestick and we see that history tells us that eventually that's what took place the church in Ephesus was no more what we've been saying is what we can take out of this our take home for this as we go through the book of Ephesians we see that Jesus is not only interested in what we believe which is so important that we have the right doctrine I've been listening to uh, not listening to but seeing a number of um, um, news articles where so-called Christians Christians in the States are saying that abortion is okay. That's mixed up. That's not based upon the Word of God, right? So Jesus is very concerned about what we believe and what we understand and that our theology is sound and correct. But what we can take home from the encouragement out of the book of Ephesians is he's also very interested in what we do with what we know. Amen. So it's about hearing the Word of God, understanding the Word of God, and then looking at how we apply the Word of God to our lives. So he's interested in what we know, what we believe, what we understand, but more importantly as well, he's very concerned about what we do with what we know. Amen. Faith without works is useless. Amen. Faith without works is dead. So we want to continue this morning and looking at this verse of Scripture um, in Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to 21, taking these sorts of thoughts uh, to ourselves that we have to get truth and right theological thinking and a sound biblical thinking, but we also must make sure that we match that up with faith and actions as well. Amen? You got it? Yeah? You're right with that one. That's, 
That's simple, but it's profound, if that makes sense this morning. So we want to continue uh, this morning in this scripture here. And I love this scripture. It's one that, that is you know, read by many people and professed and, and confessed by many people. And it's so powerful. It'll be up on the screen. But have a look at it this morning. <clears throat> this is awesome. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is in us, at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Don't you love that promise there? Listen to it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. I looked at that word immeasurably more and it's defined as this. To an extreme or extensive degree. Immensely. Wow. How good is our God? And how great is, is the promise in the Word of God there this morning, amen? You know, Paul was communicating, and it's very important that we understand this, Paul was communicating at that time to the Gentile church the blessings and inheritance they were now entitled to because of Jesus' resurrection. And we see that Paul actually reaffirms the blessings that not only were to the nation of Israel, but now to the Gentiles as well because of what Jesus done. In Ephesians chapter 1, we see that Paul reaffirms what he's saying in verse 20 of chapter 3 because he says this, Praise be to God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's all go home. Amen. Don't you love that? So we've got to understand the mindset of the people that were receiving this word. Before Christ, before Christ's death and resurrection, the Gentiles, you and I, were considered as outsiders of the promises of God. Like I said before, in the, in the past weeks, the Gentiles could come to church or come to the temple, but they're always considered outside the blessing and the promise of God. But because now in Christ, they have received the same inheritance and blessing that the people, the Israel, the, the people of Israel had been uh, promised as well. And as we've learned from this, it was such a huge deal because, as I said, prior to, to Jesus, the Gentiles were always considered outsiders of the promises of God. But now they are entitled to the inheritance and the blessings God promised the Jewish nation. You know, I couldn't even begin to imagine how they would have felt and how this would have changed their worlds. I guess it would be the same sorts of feelings that we had when we first got saved. Think about it. How did you feel when you first got saved? Overwhelmed, incredible sense of, of privilege, incredible sense of just blessing. Remember that? I, I remember that. If you can't remember, maybe it's too long ago. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's exactly how these people must have been feeling when Paul was reiterating these thoughts to them an overwhelming sense of failure and privileged, uh, being privileged as such. So this morning, as I've been looking at this text, there's one word that stood out to me, and the word this morning is able. Listen to it this morning. It says, now to he who is able. Right, let's just stop there for a moment. Now to him who is able. The Greek word for able is dunamai and is translated, this is very important, be able, can, could, may, or might. 
A lot of Christians confess this scripture and go, well, it's just done and dusted. But when you look at the, the definition of the word able, now to him who is able, be able, can, could, may or might. God is able to bless our lives beyond our wildest expectations. Isn't that awesome? But it doesn't say he automatically will. It says he could, he may or he might. Just don't want to rush that little thought there. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more than we could ever think, hope or imagine. Love that. Isn't that awesome? But when you look at that word able, there's something in there that we need to really understand. Do I believe that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places? Absolutely, yes. But in order for you and I to see these promises translated into our lives, I believe we need to outwork a life of faith. Thanks, Kim. Blessed, absolutely. But there are so many promises. In fact, every promise in the Word of God has to be appropriated from heaven by faith. Amen. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the earth. How does his will be done on the earth? By faith. And so that verse of Scripture, it's profound. It's such a blessing. It's such an encouragement. But we need to understand that we need to appropriate his promises by faith. We need to learn what it means to enable the enabling of God's promises in and over our lives and our families. We need to learn and be reminded the place of faith and then the power of faith working in and through our lives. So we want to touch on this morning a little bit about this thought about faith. And we're going to be dealing with one aspect of faith in particular. We're reminded in, uh, about the importance of a working faith in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the whole chapter, the chapter about faith. The chapter starts with this. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are not seen uh, were made of the things which do appear. Faith. How's your faith this morning? How's your faith? Going all right? Able, can do, but it's according to our faith. What did Jesus say time and time again in the Gospels? According to your faith, it shall be done for you. I think often many people, many believers, many Christians don't fully appropriate all that God has for them because of a lack of faith. Amen. Amen. Let's continue with Hebrews chapter 11. Quiet in this Baptist church this morning. Continues then and says this. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. But without what it is impossible to please God? God. Without what? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
In fact, in Hebrews chapter 11, each of the verses start by faith. Have a listen. Verse 3 starts by faith. Verse 4 starts by faith. Verse 5 starts by faith. Verse 7 starts by faith. Verse 8 starts by faith. Verse 17 starts by faith. Verse 20 starts by faith. Verse 21 starts by faith. Verse 22 starts by faith. I know you're getting the point this morning. Verse 23 starts by faith. Verse 24 starts by faith. Verse 27 starts by faith. Verse 29 starts by faith. Verse 30 starts by faith. And verse 31 starts by faith. Woo. So how's your faith this morning? Now to him who is able... might, could do. By faith. In fact, a few verses on, near the end of Hebrews chapter 11, we see the potential of faith. It says, "...who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promise, promises, and stopped the mouths of lions." I reckon that's the sort of faith we need to see back in the church today. <laughs> I could have clapped better than you all then. That's the sort of faith, grunt, determination, action, conviction, zeal that we need to see come back into the church today. Jesus is known as the Lamb of God that takes away the, the, the sins of the world, but he's also known as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Courageous faith, convicted faith, committed faith. Through and by their faith, God was able to bring to pass His promises. I believe we appropriate the promises of God through and by our faith. And this is the bit that I wanted to get to from the beginning till now. I believe the Holy Spirit has given me this message this morning because there are some people that have stopped using their faith. Did I say that with a smile on my face then? I didn't, sorry. I believe that there are people here today that God's given us this message just for you this morning. You're here and you are stopped using your faith. The Bible says that faith is a shield. Faith is one of the weapons of our warfare. There are circumstances and challenges that you are no longer attacking with your faith. There are people here this morning, it's like you've allowed the enemy to make you comfortable with that situation. God's wanting us to rise up in a spirit of faith and start to speak faith over those circumstances that we face. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundant, far above what we could ever hope or imagine, but it's according to our faith. <laughs> according to our faith I believe that it's time for many people in this building right here right now to rise again in a spirit of faith 
and begin, like Paul says, to continue the good fight of faith. In 1 Timothy, he says, Fight the good fight of faith, lay a hold of eternal life to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. One of the most powerful expressions of our faith is the confession of our faith. Speaking out and declaring the Word of God over and against the circumstances that we face. And many of us today, we, we, we no longer understand the power of the Word of God, that we are meant to speak God's Word against those things that come against us. We are meant to use God's Word like a sword, like a mighty weapon. Amen? And when the devil comes against us with negativity, with circumstances, with illness, we are meant to rise up in a spirit of faith and speak out faith. Speak the Word of God. Declare the Word of God against and oppose those things that are coming to us. But One of the great things that the enemy is so good at, he'll oppose us, he'll push back on us, and we get used to that pushing back. And we stop speaking and we stop con confessing. And we stop declaring the word of God over those things. And there are many people in this building this morning that have lost your confession. God's wanting you to get your confession back. God's wanting you to get your declaration back. God's wanting you to start to speak again like you've spoken in the past, not still laying under those things that are overwhelming you and the pressures of life and the stuff that's there, and illness and finances and all that stuff that the enemy tries to bombard us with. God wants us to turn the pages upside down and start to understand who we are in Him. And as we start to speak the Word of God, God now is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above what we ever think, hope, or imagine. Get it? Do we have that, you know, the kumbaya, kumbaya, or the case, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. I should have been a singer. <laughs> Don't say anything. Too many believers of the Okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. Doesn't matter what the devil does to me. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. I just made it up. You can tweet that one. <laughs> D, seriously. True? True. God hasn't called you or I to be a K Sarah Sarah Christian. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God hasn't called us to be the K Sarah Sarah. He's called us to be the sort of believers that will rise up in a spirit of faith and know the weapons of our warfare are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. And destroying every work of the enemy, amen. amen. But too many people. Hmm. Did I spit on you then? <laughs> Whoops, Michael. Amen. Are you getting it this morning? I, I know this message is for a number of people today. I, I know it because it's been on my heart for three weeks now. I know there are people here and, and you've just stopped confessing. You've stopped speaking the word of God over that situation. That, 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 the Word of God is your weapon. 
Now, to he who is able, can do, might do, according to your faith. One of the most powerful expressions of our faith is the confession of our faith, speaking out and declaring the word of God over and against the circumstances we face. I believe as we do this, we enable the enabling of God to work in us and through us. But we've got to be like Paul, encouraging Timothy to continue to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Today again, I'm here to remind you that you need to rise up in a spirit of faith, open up your mouth and begin to confess the word of God against the works of darkness that might be coming against you. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. I can't swear in church. But blow that. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Nothing will change in your life and in my life unless we activate and engage the word of God in faith. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above what we could ever hope or imagine or ask for according to the mighty work of Christ within us, amen, can or might do but according to our faith. Paul's encouragement as we get ready to finish this morning, Paul's encouragement in Hebrews, listen to it this morning, capture the heart there. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast. Andy, come here, bro. I can't hold a woman like this. Well, my wife will could. Hold. No, 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 don't do that. Hold Hold fast. I don't like, oh, my strong, strong, aren't I? Yeah. My breath probably smells about now too. Hold fast, the confession of my faith. I'm not letting go of my faith. on pause you did that didn't you you sneaky thing you put your arm around me and said I'll shut him up (laughs) hold fast stand firm understand we don't wrestle against principality we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers in the heavenly places we've been given all authority all victory over the evil one amen we have weapons that are mightier than anything else in the world the word of God faith within us the son of God living within us but we need to allow the word of God to come out through our mouths declare it by faith so you can start out you can start out declaring declaring the word of God and saying well I don't feel much faith I don't feel that my faith grows. I guarantee you that like Paul says, don't waver, hold fast. 
that as you continue to hold fast around that situation that you're bombarding with the Word of God, I guarantee you in 24 hours to 48 hours, your faith will grow. There are promises in the Word of God as we conclude this morning for every... If I could just have uh, Lisa come, that would be great. Oh, is she able to? Yep, thanks, mate. There are promises in the Word of God for every circumstance we may face, but in order to receive these, we need to claim these and profess these. We need to speak them out. I love what Jeremiah, how Jeremiah describes the Word of God. Listen to it in Jeremiah chapter 3.29. He says about God's Word, this promise or promises that we have now at our disposal he says is not my word like a fire says the lord and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces what are the rocks hard things trials circumstances things that we think are difficult in our lives they're the rocks but jeremiah says that god's word is like a fire like a hammer that destroys the hard things, amen. We've got to get back to, for many of us, we've got to get back to confessing God's word. We've got to get back to speaking life over our, our, our lives, amen. We've got to get back to speaking life over our families. We've got to realize again, there's power in the word of God, amen. There's power in the word of God. When we speak the word of God, there is power in his word. Amen. So I want to challenge all of us. One area, possibly, there could be more, but one area that you feel like you're being robbed in this week. And this week, every day, proclaim the promise of God over it. Satan, in Luke chapter 4, I think it's Luke chapter 4. Let's pretend it's Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Just go with it. All right. Steve said just go with it. Luke chapter 4. The enemy, Satan, came against Jesus as he was going through that 40 days in the wilderness of fasting and praying. Three times, three times the Bible says that Satan came against Jesus tempted him on three occasions and every occasion what did Jesus do what's the woman's weekly say what's Andy posting on Facebook today oh what's Dr. Phil said about that if Dr. Phil said it it must be right what did he say on every occasion that he was tempted by Satan he said, this is the, this, thus says the, the, the Word of God. Every time that he was approached, every time that he was tempted, he came back to Satan with the Word of God. In the Old Testament, in Moses, in the book of Exodus, I think it is, uh, Moses declared as saying, man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus said it in the Gospels, that man cannot live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You and I were created in the image of God, and we are meant to be like God and speak his word 
You're a son and a daughter of God. Made in His image. Therefore, we have the same potential living on the inside. Hallelujah. Oh, shut up, Shane. You get it this morning? There is dunamis in you. There is power in you. But you've got to rise up in faith and start to declare God's Word over that situation. So three things as we conclude. You're going, oh, seriously, three things? They'll only take like um, 35 seconds. Number one, identify the circumstance this week that you're facing. You might be here and you're feeling overwhelmed with anxiety every day, right? You might be feeling anxious all the time. So number one, identify the circumstance. Number two, seek God for a verse. Second thing is that, seek God for a verse. And the verse for uh, uh, being overwhelmed with anxiety is, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Every time I feel anxious during the course of this week, I'll remind myself and declare it out. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given me a, a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That, that, will, that, will, that will push anxiety off you. Could be health, could be finances, could be relational, whatever. There's a promise in the Word of God for all of the things that we're facing. Amen. And number three, as I said, confess these, this, this Word over the circumstances continually. Like I said before, as it can finish, the more I confess the promise, the greater my faith becomes. Amen? You, you this week, this week, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever trial, whatever circumstance, whatever negative things that happen, you know, I got born again and just everything just changed. My whole life, it's just as like I never walked on the ground again. It's just went from one, it was just, just blessing and blessing and blessing. It was amazing. Well, God bless you. I haven't found that. It really sucks at times. So identify what it is. Identify it. Claim a word of God. Confess the word of God. I guarantee you, you're, you that situation... It could be in a moment. It could be in an hour. It might be in a week. It might be in a month, but it'll change. It will. Hallelujah. You know, um, I, I don't want to scare anyone. But I keep dreaming about that community center over there. You know, I know we've just finished building last year and I'm not saying anything but just a couple of weeks ago I got the, 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 the picture of the community centre and I took it out of this old office dusted it off and put it into my office and if you come in you've got to look like that because it's on the side but I put that there intentionally because every time I see it I can start to confess in Jesus' name that my God shall supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory. Amen. Confessing. But what about you this morning? What about your family? What about your situation? What about your health? What about your finances?
Have you stopped declaring and proclaiming? Because if you have this morning, I'm just going to do something um, different. I just feel faith in my heart to pray for people today that might be struggling with their faith in this particular arena. Amen. So what I'd love us to do, I'm going to ask everyone to stand in a moment's time. And then for those that would love to come and receive prayer, uh, the DLT will be here to pray with you. But I would love to pray with you this morning as we conclude today. Amen. In a moment's time. Um, the courtyard's open straight after the service. We encourage you, buy a coffee, support Vanuatu. Tonight we're looking at how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Looking forward to that. Steve's going to be sharing. I'm so looking forward to Steve sharing tonight. Amen. But if you're here this morning and you know you feel like I'm just getting ripped off in a couple of areas of my world and my walk, then we want to pray for you. Could we just bow our heads right now? I don't know everybody in this room this morning. The truth is today, without Christ, there is no hope. Jesus came to the earth. He took upon our sin. He died a brutal death. But then He rose again three days later. And gave us the ability because of His sacrifice, because of His love for us, because of what He's done for us. Now that gap between us and God has been filled. The void has been filled and it's been filled with Jesus. Amen. But the Bible says that the only way that we can be forgiven of our sins is to come to God. How do we come to God? We come to God through Christ Jesus, His Son. Amen. We receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour. We make Him the master, the leader of our lives. Amen. And the Bible says that as we do that, we're forgiven of our sin, made right with God. While every head's bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here and you know that you are not right with God, that you have not yet been born again, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, would you raise your hand so I could see it this morning? So look from the left, across to the right this morning. Anyone that's like that this morning, you have not received, you are not born again. The Bible says, unless a man is born again, they will not see the kingdom of God. Just as I look across, anyone like that this morning, God, we thank you. God, we thank you. Just so wait one more. I believe there's a, one person here that needs to put their hand up. I'll just wait for you this morning. Thank you, Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless the Lord. Amen.